You're listening to Workaholic, a podcast that helps professionals like you escape burnout and experience growth. My name is Kiko Mabilog. Thank you for joining me today. What is up, Workaholics? You are listening to Workaholic with me, Kiko Mabilog. This is a podcast that helps professionals escape burnout and experience growth in their careers. Thanks so much for joining me today. This episode, I want to talk about a topic that's centered around respect in the workplace. And no, I'm not going to talk about how you can be more respected in the workplace. On the contrary, I'd like this podcast to be a bit against the flow and kind of share with you some thoughts, ideas, and realizations that I've had over the past couple of months that hopefully will help shed some light in terms of like what really makes us happy at work and how we can find more fulfillment at work and succeed more without selling our souls. And that's really something that I've been super passionate about. How do you find work that actually brings you joy? And how do you find work that actually brings you fulfillment? And for the past few years that I've really been talking about work and listening to people's stories and trying to unpack what motivates us in the workplace, I've come to realize that the things that we think bring us the most happiness at work are actually the things that don't bring us joy. In fact, many of the things that we think are making us happier are actually making us more miserable at work. And that really goes into this conversation of our desire for respect in the workplace. And the title of this podcast, if you haven't read it yet, is Being Respected at Work is Overrated. So many people at work work for the validation of others. And it drives so many of the things that we chase after. The positions that we want, the salaries that we desire, the industries that we join. For the most part, many of these things, we pursue them to please someone else. And there are several reasons for that. It could have been probably a debt of gratitude, meaning someone might have paid for your education and now you need to take the path that they want. And we see this a lot in, you know, in, in the Philippines and how many times our college degrees are based on whether our parents will agree with it or not because they're paying for our tuition or probably a, a relative or you know, a family member who's doing that. And whatever they say, that's the career path that we take because we want to please them. We want to make sure that they approve of our career path because they're the ones paying the price for it. Or sometimes we work for validation. There's always someone in our lives that we would he- want, wish that we could hear those four words. I'm proud of you. Could be a parent, could be a, you know, a sibling, a spouse, and we work for that validation. Or sometimes it, all can, it can also be a desire for respect. Whether it's respect in social media, at the office, amongst your social circles. And there's nothing inherently wrong with any of these things. I mean, gratitude is good and paying things forward is good. It's good to hear and to desire, uh, you know, hearing those words, I'm proud of you from someone. And respect is good. I mean, it's good to be respect- respectable. And we should do our best to be respectable. However, the problem arises when we can't make certain job des- decisions or we can't you know, decide for ourselves what we want to do or where we want to be you know, in the next 5 to 10 years because we're convinced that that respect 
is what drives our profession. And so because of that, work has become a badge. And overwork is the highest rank. You know, we do our best to try to show people that, you know, we are, because we are the CEOs or the directors, that we work the hardest. And we know all the answers to every single problem that's presented to us. We, we like to flash Sometimes probably not the salary because culturally speaking, we don't, you know, we don't really talk about our salaries. But we try to buy things to kind of hint towards what our salaries are. And sometimes we buy things to make our salaries appear to be bigger than what they actually are. And we join industries because we want that validation. Everyone goes through this profession and so we want that profession. Everyone wants to be a doctor, wants to be an engineer. And so we want to be doctors and engineers. And again, there's nothing wrong with these professions but the question that we need to ask ourselves is what's driving us to make these professional decisions what drives us to pursue a career path what drives us to desire promotion what drives us to want to get to the next level in our careers and many times we do these things because we want respect at work and the danger behind that is that there is such a fine line between respect and approval We need to know the difference between what a respectable person looks like and how we can become respectable and being someone who is approved by others. And sometimes if we're not careful, we start to chase the wrong things. We we think that we're, you know, trying to be respectable when actually what we're trying to do is we're we're trying to we're, we're hungry for the approval of people, whether it's, you know, of peers or your boss, or, or people that you know who have like known you for so long and you want to make them you know, approve of you, that you made the right career decisions, that you were able to quote-unquote succeed because you got a certain position, you got a certain salary, you got into a certain industry, you got this accolade, you got this award. And, and when you do that, the, what happens is instead of trying to pursue Instead of, of trying to work hard for something because it brings you an intrinsic sense of joy, you start to do it to, to parade before people and show them that I'm a person that is worthy, that I, I deserve your approval, and that I, I should be someone that you think highly of. But the problem there is that many times we start to seek the approval of people who will never give us their approval. People who... We try to show them that, you know, this is what I have been able to achieve and they're just not impressed. Or, you know, you make one small mistake and all of a sudden they highlight that small mistake over all of the years of hard work that you did. And I'm not here to tell you that those people are, are, are bad people. Some of them are, but that, that's not my point. I'm not trying to, you know, point a finger and say that those people are evil But what I'm trying to say here is like, how do we respond to that when you don't get the approval that you want? So many times we we start to feel a certain sense of shame. And because of that, we, we, we hold back. And instead of trying to move forward in our career, we actually start to plateau or even take a step back. But so many people come to the end of their lives realizing that their desire for validation was never met. And that's, not, that's something that I do not want for you. If you're listening to this today, I hope that we start to break that validation curse. Thinking that your career, 
your profession, your purpose, your life is based on what people think about you. Whether they say that you're respectful, respectable or not, whether they say that you're successful or not, that you earned enough money or not, that you have the right position or not, we, we, it's time that we start breaking that curse. And how do we do that, however? That's the big question. Because other people's respect is probably important to us. Yes, we wish that it wasn't as important as we think it is. But but how do we kind of like shift into that mindset where I start to care more about the right thing? And the solution that I've found to that is to start caring about something else. Because for the longest time, you've been caring about validation, about approval, about trying to pay a debt of gratitude. Maybe it's about time that we started prioritizing something else. There's this story of a sailor. His name is Bernard Mortissier. Mortissier. I'm not French, so I might have murdered that last name. Bernard was one of nine people who signed up for this competition. Uh, and the point of the competition was to find out who amongst this handful of sailors could be the first person to sail around the world at the fastest time possible and during this time uh, it's around 60s or 70s if I'm not mistaken could be wrong you can fact check if you want but this was this time it had never been done and so this was not just about whether someone could do it faster but it was about some if someone could ever do it at all and so you would think that if that's the you know the crux of the story that Bernard was the one who won but actually he wasn't there was only one person who was able to complete the challenge and it wasn't Bernard. However, in the, you know, in the story of Bernard Motissier, he was actually supposed to win. He was on track to win the, the whole competition and to take home the prize. And it was a highly you know, covered event. A lot of people it got international press. Uh, the story of nine brave souls who were were uh, were hell-bent on being the first ever person to sail around the world alone and the fastest be the fastest person to do it and bernard was was on track to win he was a vagabond vagabond uh sailor who had sailed his whole life he loved sailing more than anything but the weirdest thing however was was as he was approaching the finish line as he was coming back to to the point of origin as he was about to finish the race and win this prize that would have gotten him fame, uh, money, and power for the rest of his life, he suddenly changed his course. And he decided that instead of finishing the race, he would just go back to this remote island, settle there, build his house, and live there for the majority of his life, get married there, have a child, and live in insignificance in some sense or another. And when you probably hear that story and you wonder like, what happened? Did he uh, change his mind? Or was he, did he come to a, a problem with his sailboat that could have shipwrecked him and, and cost him his life? Uh, absolutely not. He, he was like 100% like on track to win this thing. But let, when people started to like dig down deeper and you know look for him, because they, they, they never found him for, for a long time. They were just like, oh, I mean, he might have been lost at sea. And then all of a sudden, these reports 
came that Bernard is actually in a remote island somewhere, and he's happy. He has a he has a he has a wife and a son, a son or a child, and they asked him like, what happened? And so he he shared his story basically, and 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 his story, you know, he started to share his journal entries, and one very interesting line that really stood out from his his journal entry was he wrote this that in his motivation to stop the race and to change course was because he did it because I am happy at sea and perhaps even tried to save my soul. And so here's this man who was on track to win validation, to win respect, to be in one of the top positions in sailing history, get all the money, be a part of an industry that was globally covered, and he turned his back on it because he was happy at sea because he wanted to save his soul. And to find a job that we love, we need to really go back and ask ourselves the question, am I doing this because I intrinsically, absolutely, authentically love what I'm doing? Or am I doing it because I'm trying to get something from someone that I'm not even sure I'll receive from them? Could be validation, could be a promotion, could be respect, whatever form that is. Many times we try to depend our happiness on something that people will reward to us for our hard work. And it's good to have extrinsic motivators, whether it's money, uh, power, fame. Those are good things if held in moderation. But the problem is that these are neutral things that can also blind us and corrupt us from what truly matters. And what truly matters at the end of the day is that do you find passion in what you do? Is it something that's tied up to something that gives you meaning and purpose in life? Is it something that you do because you love the process? Because it's something that, you, you, that really brings you joy. Even if you don't reach the destination, you're happy because you were able to take the journey. These things are the things that really matter at work. Being respected is good, but it's not enough to make you feel fulfilled at work. It's not enough to make you feel like you've done something good with your life. Work is important. It's a big majority of our life. Many of us, like a majority of what we are and who we will be, our legacy, the legacy we'll leave to our families and the people around us, it's tied to the work that we do. However, if we base our fulfillment on validation and respect from other people, we're not going to get the fulfillment that we want. But if we base it on because we love this career, this industry, this craft, because it gives me intrinsic joy, it's the intrinsic reward itself of having done this because I am happy at quote-unquote C, whatever your C may be. You know, insert your position, insert your craft, insert your industry there. But that has to be one of the primary motivations, if not the biggest motivation that drives us to do the things that we do. Being respected at work is good, but really it's very overrated. And so if you're asking and seeking the validation of others, maybe it's time to try to get validation from one person alone. And that one person is you. Because there's something inside of you that's screaming out and saying, this is what I'm supposed to do. And once you get that validation from that person, inside of you, then maybe you can start to think about 
should I get respect and validation from other people as well. Thanks so much for joining me. That's all I have for this week. I hope that that helped you open your eyes to something that could probably put you on a better direction in your work and in your life. This is Workaholic, and I'll see you again some other time in the future. Thanks. Bye.